Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for busy parents building profitable businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm Meg Brunson, and we are about to simplify business and marketing strategies because balance was never about spending equal time between your business and your family. Nope, you want to spend previously unimagined amounts of time making memories with your kids. And the only way that's going to happen is if we get your marketing under control. I want to take a minute to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter, that love is love, and that inclusivity is essential for success. So I welcome all colors, genders, and cultures to join us for today's episode. Today's guest is an inspirational speaker, a coach, and an activator. With over two decades of hands-on experience in business and personal growth, she is passionate about creating innovative ways to teach both financial and emotional literacy. As a financial therapist and money coach, her approach to money is unique and transformational. Gifted with a powerful intuition and a social justice lens, she uses money to positively impact the world. I'm excited to introduce you to the founder of Rewire, Brenda St. Louis. Brenda, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so great to be here. And thank you for having me on the, on the, on the podcast and in introducing me to your group. I'm really excited about that. Yes. Well, thank you for being the first one. Cause I know the first one is always, always tough. You had to deal with almost 20 minutes of me figuring things out. So <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you. No problem. Let's start by talking about what exactly Money Fog is um, and and why it's important for us as parent entrepreneurs. Well, it's interesting. Look, as a money coach and a financial therapist, um, I've recognized that one of the biggest things that's in the way, especially women, it is actually something that happens with women more than it happens with men, is that a lot of us confront this disassociated energy around money. And it brings up so much stuff. And just like any kind of trauma, anything that's going on in your physical body, when we look at it, we can do all kinds of different things with it. So what happens with money is I call the money fog descends upon you. (laughs) And you just can't move forward. And it happens I can, I'm so attuned to when it shows up, when I'm working with clients that you're like, Ooh, that's the money fog. So I can see it. It's almost like your eyes glaze over, nothing goes in. You can't hear anything more about numbers or finance or anything. Do you, do you understand? Do you, can you, can you identify with that feeling when we talk about money? Yeah. So do you think it happens more in our personal lives? Like when we're talking about our role as a parent? or more in business. I feel like for me, my mindset is different. Like when I'm talking about business, I feel much more, I don't know, comfortable because. And this might mean that there's, you've done some work around it. And one of the things that I want to back up a little bit about money is we think about money in 
money touches every area of your life, personal, business, it touches your communities, it touches everything. I believe it's like the one energy that connects everyone on this planet. So it, it's a narrative that we all agree on, that money has value. So my goal is to kind of change the narrative a little bit around money so it can impact more people. But that's another story. That's a longer, a longer pathway to discover the, the power that we can have with money. But when we're talking about money fog, if you have some emotional stuff around money, whether it's related to your worth or it's related to your, your value in the world, if you feel like you're not good with it and you've made some mistakes with it and you're feeling a lot of shame or regret around that, money fog could come in when you're in a relationship with someone that might be better than you than with money. So you kind of just let them do it and you don't allow yourself to feel empowered with it or you feel stupid or, or ill-equipped to navigate the land of money. And money is not just what's in your bank account. What do you spend? What do you save? That's one of them. There's also the, how do you invest? Mm -hmm. And what happens when you kind of lose on that investment? And what happens actually when you win? All of those things could be and create money fog. One of the biggest pieces that money fog can show up in for us is negotiating, negotiating how much you're worth, you know, asking for what you're worth. And a lot of times we'll disassociate because we don't know what we're worth. We haven't done the work to figure it out and putting a number out there. We're completely separated from it. So if someone's going to challenge you on that number or someone's going to um, question it or, or however, it could be because it's too cheap or because it's too expensive or wherever the, the parameter is, you could go into like this money fog or this disassociation and you don't have a facility in it. So it can be very paralyzing. And I feel for me, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but I as soon as you started talking about investments, that's where I was like, whoosh. And I could feel it. I could feel it happening. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So you, you feel like you went into, ah, I don't know anything about that. Right. And it's like, yeah. you just shut down. I don't know. You just shut down because for me, that's something that I'm like, oh, my husband will take care of that because he... Knows, knows that stuff more than I do. Yeah. So let me ask you about that. When that money fog came up and you went, Shh, what was the emotion around it? Uh, that's what it was. Know? It was like, oh, here we go. Was it, was it like, I'm ill-equipped, I'm not smart, or it's I'm frustrated, or like, like what do you, th- if you were to put a uh, name to it? Sure. I feel like for me, it was like, oh, I don't want to do this. So I don't like, understand it. It's, it's confusing. So being, in that, so being in that confusion, when you're feeling like, I don't understand it, I'm confused, I don't want to do it. What is that feeling? Is it, I'm not smart in it? I'm not capable in it? Yeah, I think that ultimately, because I feel like it, it's it's too confusing. It's overwhelming. I, I can't yeah. comprehend okay, so- it. Like, I don't think I would ever say I'm not smart, but I think it comes down to... I, I can't comprehend that stuff. It's out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. So it's like, I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm not good at that. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. And that, I mean, so we see what I mean. Like you can thread it down, you can thread it down, you can find that core feeling around it and just looking at it. And like you, it sounds like you've already navigated that space where it's like, okay, well, 
I don't believe I'm not smart. It's not my core value. I'm not smart, but here I am not that smart. Right. Right. Or I'm not that. So it's a, it can be considered a self-worth issue in this too. Like you can unpack it to that place and how valuable you are, because you know, if you need to learn about something, you're going to figure it out. Right. Right. You know, like that's the resilience or the discipline that some of us have, some of us don't. Right. So it's, it's that, it's that, um, muscle that you're building in it. So that's the money fog. And like, this was just a small little example of how it can show up. Now, a lot of people can show up in a conversation when you're having a conversation, like say with your financial advisor, or you're in a room of people that are throwing all kinds of financial jargon at you. And you're like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. right? And most of the times people will say, will just disassociate. They won't talk or they'll nod their head. Like they know what the person's talking about, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so this is, it's it's a common thing I think I just never thought about it being like I like now that you're talking about it it's like oh yeah I do that but it's mm-hmm. kind of surprising to know that it's not like that it's common that many people do that I would say most people do that <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so why and- do you think that is Well, there's a spectrum on it too. So there might be a lot of people that do it and then they say, okay, I got to learn this. So they're going to read books. They're going to do stuff. They're going to lean into it and move into it. And then there's a whole other spectrum on the other side of it where they're like, I do not want to look at it. So that's taking those bills that are due and putting them in the drawer. That's like not doing your taxes. That's like, you know, um, I'm 50 years old and I have no investments and like that kind of like, you know, not taking the lead on anything when it comes to money. And so depending on where you are on the spectrum, like if you're way at that very beginning place, then it's like incremental learning. So it's like taking one thing and building on it and going like talking about like, you know, simple, simple things like, um, like some jargon that people throw at you, like, what is a 401k? What is an IRA Roth, right? In Canada, I'm from Canada, we have a TFSA and an RSP. Like, those are like acronyms. Like, what the heck is that, right? So just learning what that is and what that means can empower someone in one way. It doesn't mean they have to take the whole thing and understand everything right away, but that can empower someone. And in that, in that place, but sometimes with clients that I work with, like I work with everyone from beginning entrepreneurs, people that are employed to high net worth individuals that have tons of money that have no idea what they're doing with it, right? So in that whole spectrum, you get self-esteem issues all across the board. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't make any difference, right? So there's a disassociated um, element to it. So it might be part of your story, you know, like the story of like your parents, like you need to marry a man that's going to take care of you in that regard, right? Then you marry a man, you have five kids and he leaves and then you have to take care of everything, right? (laughs) So you're like, ah, what do I do? So there's this real um, narrative that you bought about what your story is going to look like and that's been dismantled. So we, we have to go back into how you created this physical DNA of your body from the very beginning. You know, like if you have that narrative and you're just covering it over with false sense of security that you know what you're doing and you don't, then it's like you're building a really faulty foundation. So a lot of the work that I do is working with the subconscious. So we're going into like those 
old belief systems that are maybe still there, even though you're not looking at them, but they're running the show. And I often say to clients that, you know, 20% of your brain is conscious. Mm -hmm. 80% is unconscious. So if your unconscious is going in one direction and that 20% is going in the opposite, who's going to win? Right? So when we can do the the subconscious work and get that 80% going in the direction of that 20%, everything is so much easier. And the way that I do it is through hypnotherapy. I do it through a lot of somatic practices. I'll do tapping. I do a lot of work with really um, going beyond that. How do you change your mind is not necessarily all that easy. But when you can go into the lower theta and alpha brain waves where those belief systems actually were born and you start to unpack them from that space, it's so much easier. It doesn't have to be so hard. You know, That's we so do fascinating. <laughs> so what are, so we, I feel like we've focused a lot on like personal money, but this, you did touch on it earlier, how this does affect business too, charging what you're worth. And I know that's one of the biggest, the biggest things I see from entrepreneurs is number one, how do I price, especially if you're a service-based business, how do I price my services? Because you're putting a value on yourself. Um, And then sticking to those prices, because no matter what you pick, there's going to be people who it, it, it was just the other day for me, I've been in business for, I think, gosh, here we go. I'm bad at math, three or four years. Um, and I just had somebody the other day who sent me a nasty email about how overpriced I was and he would never pay that much. And even though I have satisfied clients, I've been in this business for a long time, it cuts. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, you know, like it cuts. So being able to kind of deal with, with those things can be, can be overwhelming. So I'd love to hear about some of the techniques that will, that'll stop that fog and kind of empower you to get through it. As you know, like this kind of work is never one sentence solution. So I will like navigate it a little differently, but, (laughs) and I think you made a really good point about, you know, the personal and the business. And this is what happens with entrepreneurs when I work with them is they don't have a separation between personal and business. It's all mishmash together. They may not even have a business account. They may run all of their finances through their personal account, you know, and run their life through their personal. And that is probably one of the number one mistakes of a, that is in the way of creating a successful business as an entrepreneur because your business needs to have an energy separate from you. And you need to know what you need as a person to be supported by your business. So that is kind of foundational work in a lot of ways. So you have to figure out how much, and it's not like a random number. You do some work to figure out what amount of money will support your life. And then how much money do you need to support your business? So you need to combine those two and that's the amount of money you need to make, right? It's not like, oh, I got to shrink my personal life because my business isn't doing well, right? And a lot of that is there's not a relationship between you and your business. It's like your business is you. So it can't grow any bigger than you. You get sick, your business dies. 
You know, your business should be nurturing and supporting you. You should not be nurturing and supporting your business. It is that it's like, it's a almost like a parent child relationship in a lot of ways. And it's this, it's a beautiful um, energetic uh, alignment when you can get there. And it does take time because your business is not going to grow really fast right away, right? Like it has, but you have to structure it in the way that it can grow to support you. So there's that middle place. So that's first and foremost. So you can't separate your relationship with money as my relationship with my business and relationship with my personal. You have to have healthy ones on both sides. I don't know how many people that work for big companies and they run the budgets and all of that stuff for big companies, but their personal life is like, horrible with finance. So it doesn't, there's so many emotions attached to money when it's connected with you, the person, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you don't have a boss, you know? Um, so that's speaking at speaking into that. So your question was, how do you deal with your relationship with money in regards to the business or when people attack you for your price point or things like that? Yeah. It's always going to cause you a little jarring at first. It's like you just have to get used to it. And the more people that have a reaction to you, you want to turn that dialogue into, I'm doing it now. So if everyone's happy with you, you are not playing big. You know, if there are people that are unhappy with what you're doing, then you got to go, yeah, I'm on the right track now. (laughs) You know, because you're, you're stretching, you're being bigger and you're able to take the discomfort that it creates in others as you grow, because it will. And I'm not saying that, like, if everyone's upset about you, that you're doing well, I don't mean it that way, (laughs) but it's this energy of like, we have to be okay with the criticism because as we're starting to step up and be big and really empowering and transforming lives and doing big work, it's going to make people uncomfortable sometimes. And, and you need to know that that's part of the journey. Yeah. It's okay to repel the wrong people. Yeah. And then they don't play with you, which is fine. Then you attract the people that you want to play with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that there was a a ton of actionable tips in there, which I really like, like separating your, your, your accounts, if you haven't already done that. And I love how you talked about figuring out exactly what you need. Cause I think right now there's like trends that just come and go in popularity where people want to have like 10 K months. And it's just because everybody's talking about 10 K months. Um, but that, and even though like that might be nice to have, it's not what you need probably. Like it's not probably what you need. So you have to figure out what exactly you need and what those baselines are and, and go from there. Don't just pick an obscure number because I think that's really common for somebody to just say 10K. I love that you just said that. That is so good. Okay. <laughs> we, I know we want to kind of focus in on the money fog, but I do want to speak to this because um, when you get clear on how much you need to run your life and how much you need to run your business, it doesn't mean that your business can't make more than that. And when you have goals in your business, like I want a 10K month, sometimes what happens with entrepreneurs, they want a 10K month and they made that goal. And then the next month is a 2K month, right? So it's like, do you want to have a consistent flow of income and and that it's growing? And there's this sense of relaxation and peace that happens when you, like, let's just say running your family life costs you 
$4,000. Running your business with all the platforms you pay for and all that stuff and and paying taxes and all that stuff costs you $2,000 a month. So let's say $6,000, everything's going to be taken care of, right? And you have a $10,000 a month, right? You're like, you only use, you don't overspend, like, cause you've already created this automatic flow where my life is being taken care of. And it's not like you're living on a shoestring. You're saving for vacation, you're investing, you're doing stuff for the kids. You're, you've got like your gift account or whatever it is that you build and it's constantly building. And that is like this, ah, and I talk about the three pillars of a healthy relationship with money. And that first pillar is peace. And when you have peace, that means you don't have that scarcity, you feel abundant and you feel like you're taken care of and you're in alignment with your intuition and how you make choices of saying yes to this opportunity and no to that one. You're not doing it from a scarcity place, you're doing it from a place of real alignment. And then the second one is confidence. So you know how to manage it. You know, you know where it's going, you know what you're doing, you're on top of it, you know how to navigate it. And then the third one is joy. And I know that you, um, your values are very similar to mine in this piece that I believe that with the money we have in our life, we have to be able to enjoy the 3D, like the fabrics on your body, the food you eat, the places you go, the things you see, like those, if you don't have that, why are we doing this in the first place? But joy in itself also can't take away from others. So if you're doing something that is working with decolonization, you're not acknowledging decolonizing. As a white person, you have all this privilege and all of this stuff, and you're not recognizing that what you're doing with your money is taking from different communities. It's destroying the planet. It's doing all those things. That's not joy. So that's the next level of joy. And when you have all three of those in balance, it's like that's when you say, well, there is no money fog. Money fog doesn't show up because you're in integrity and you've done the work and one thing that I, I noticed over, I've been doing this for about 13 years is there's not very many people that do their work around money. You know, people think, oh, I have a big savings account and I'm invested. I have money for my retirement. So they're good with money. That's not always true. They still may feel that scarcity. They may still feel like they're not, they're not doing what they could do. And they may not really live in alignment with their communities. You know, so it's a deeper dive into having a healthy relationship with money than just understanding the financial literacy piece around it. Yes. I love that. I love how you talked about um, taking with the joy and like choosing how you're going to spend your money. It's put much better than I've been able to put it. I mean, I just sent an email about this the other day because I'm switching a business service I'm using. I'm going from somebody who was silent after, um, the George Floyd incident and, you know, the resulting social justice issues to a company who has spoken out and Mm. taken a stand. So it's like, I, I, I'm stopping spending money with one company to spend it with a company that's more aligned with my values. And I love how you kind of, cause it does make you feel better and more empowered, um, and, and confident with where the money's going. Like once it comes to me and goes out into the world, and then I know it's going to a source that's going to use it in a way that's aligned. So that alignment like continues down the road. Mm, I love that. that. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like learning how to invest. Like people always want to invest. So they make the biggest return on their buck. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not who I am. If you want to work with someone that uh, does that, you need to find someone else because I'm here for impact and I'm here for change. And if we're going to invest, we're investing ethically. And yeah, like you can make some profit on it, of course, because that's kind of what we're doing. But the system that we live in, this market system is so, so toxic. This capitalist Toxic capitalism is everywhere. And if you work with me, you're going to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'd love to touch back. You talked about this a little bit before um, on on hypnotherapy, like to get down and I into like the theta, you said, I don't know the the levels um, like you do, but I'd love to learn a little bit more about that hypnotherapy piece um, and how, how it would work and maybe how we can start to... For those of us, like I've never done any hypnotherapy. So like, what can you explain to me about how it would work or how I could get started? Um, Absolutely. And I would love to offer your community a free um, uh, hypnotherapy track that they can listen to. It's yeah. a 14 day process to imagine the future you would like to create basically. Yeah. So it's not doing the deep therapeutic work, but it's getting you familiar with the states of your brain in a way. Okay. So right now you and I are in beta. Okay. So beta is where you're thinking, you're processing. High beta is when you're stressed and anxious and all of that stuff. So this place is where we live most of the time, right? When you're zero to five years old, sometimes six years old, you are always in theta. You do not leave theta for the first five or six years of your life. Okay. And that's why kids can learn languages really well. That's why um, traumas that happen in kids' life at that age stick with them for the rest of their life. Every single set of programming goes into theta. And theta is not like a rational thinking, processing, linear mind. Okay. Theta is very um, impressionable. It takes everything in as true. There's no like um, understanding, saying that's not true or this is true. Everything you say to a kid before they're six will impact them. So it's like, it, it, it's a heavy weight for a parent to play when you think about the impact that you have on your kids. But um, so we're in beta. Okay. The next stage is alpha. And alpha is like, just before you're going to bed, you're calm, you're relaxed. Sometimes when you go into meditation, you're you're like, you know, your heart rate is slowing down, everything. So you're just really relaxed. When you wake up in the morning, you go into alpha, that kind of thing. Okay. And most of us are familiar with that. And that's where you stop and you do the 10 breaths and you drop into your body, that kind of thing. So what I say to people, okay, are you in beta? Are you in alpha? Okay, let's see the the layer. Okay, can you get yourself into alpha? And can you pay attention to that, right? And this is where we start to become the masters of our our brainwaves. And this is a, a practice that you'll get. And when you do listen to my hypnotherapy, you can feel yourself clink down into different ones. So you're in beta, you go into alpha, and then the next one is theta. Now, theta is when you're in deep meditation, theta can be just, you know, when you're you're kind of sleeping, but you're kind of awake and you're, you know, when you jump, when your body jumps before you're, it's kind of like that sometimes is the, that's the theta place. Um, Theta can be um, post-orgasm sometimes where you're in that really altered state. So that's like that magic place. So alpha and theta are what I work with, with taking out the programming. 
that you believe that you're not enough or you believe whatever the belief system that you can't make money or, you know, you're not smart or you're not confident or all those belief systems that you have sit in those brainwaves and you can't access them from beta. And I think a lot of times people will do positive affirmations over and over and over again, and that's beta. Those are beta affirmations. But when you go into alpha and theta and you do those affirmations, it's very different. And then there's gamma. And gamma is the last one. And that's kind of like, you know, it's like esoteric. It's like dissolve into the universe. It's the, that kind of energy. It could be orgasm. It could be ecstatic experiences, things like that. And that's gamma. And gamma is a very powerful healing brainwaves. Like when you have neurological stuff going on in your body and you go into gamma, it's like a powerful healing moment can happen. So it's very sacred space, but it's not something that you can um, get yourself into so easily. It's almost like it happens spontaneously, but you can get yourself into alpha and theta. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Yeah, with yeah, that? Yeah, okay. Okay, good. And then when I'm doing hypnotherapy, it's really about you um, walking you through how to do that and get into those spates. And I use binaural beats, which have the frequency of the alpha and theta frequencies. So as I'm talking, there's binaural beats that sync up so that when you go there, it just, you can feel the difference. And um, if you have a really vigilant mind and you're, it's really hard for you to let go because some people may have grown up where they were in lots of violent homes or like even a war-torn country or things like that, that their vigilant center is on all the time. It's also when moms have babies, you can hear them crying in the other room. It's like, boom, like your body will just go there. And even when your kids are older, it's like you're constantly aware of where they are. You know, so it's really hard sometimes for a mom to get into alpha and theta. They really have to practice. So this hypnotherapy track will get you into that. And the one that I'd love to offer you is really about you envisioning what you want as your future. So when you envision it, you envision it from the alpha and theta waves and embody it fully so that you can, what you feel becomes real. So when you can really feel it, the law of attraction will come to you. And I think thoughts create your reality. This is my belief system. It's like, I've seen it demonstrated throughout my whole life. So, and I've seen it happen over and over again with others. So it's like, when you can get out of your own way, that's when magic happens. Yes. Well, I love that. And I can't wait to um, give it a listen because like I said, it's just something new and I'm always open to to trying new things and seeing how it, how it plays out. And I think it'd be great the community. And I love the one that you chose, um, especially as we are entering into a new year. We're recording this just before the new year. It'll officially release uh, to the public after the new year. Uh, but being able, I mean, goal setting and just visualizing where we want to be in the future is, is huge, even if we don't know exactly what um, each day is going to look like. You know, as 2020 has showed us, um, there's a lot of <laughs> uncertainty uh, about what we're going to face in the coming months, but we can still have those big goals and make those big moves. And um, especially as an entrepreneur, I think we're in a unique position to do that. Absolutely. It's so powerful. And it's more about we are in charge with how we feel. We are not always in charge with the circumstances that come our way. True. True. Well, before we totally wrap up, I'd love for you to share where our 
viewers, our listeners, our community, where can we learn more about you, connect with you, and dive deeper into solving our own issues with Money Fog? Absolutely. Well, brendasaintlouis.com, and it's St. Louis like the city, St. Louis. Um, and all of my programs are on my website. You can explore. Uh, one thing I'd like to share with people is a solstice special that I have right now. And um, I'm extending it until the 10th of January for people that want to play. So if you get to hear this before the 10th of January, come play. And it's a bundle of the, the, the one that you're going to get for free the visualization one. And the second one is where we explore six of the nine money archetypes. And we really go deep into our story around money and where it comes from. And then the third one is foundation, which is building the three pillars that I talked about, peace, confidence, and joy. And that one includes live sessions with me. So we'll be doing one-on-one and we'll be doing group work to dive deeper into the money stuff. So you'll get financial literacy, you'll get the joy piece about ethical investing, and then you'll get the peace thing about, you know, creating your reality and your intuition. And that generally all three of those together are $1,500 and I'm offering it to anyone that wants to come play for $497. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I will drop all of the links. We will put them, if you are watching this live in the within the Familypreneur Business Accelerator group, I'll put those links in the comments. Um, if you are watching this on a replay or listening to it on the podcast, it'll be in the show notes. So you can go ahead and check out all of those links. And I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, out of the holiday um, week to be with us live. And again, for putting up with a new system for our show. So thank you so much. You're welcome. It was so good to talk with you. And I love what you're doing in the world. So keep doing it. That's it for this episode of Familypreneur. You'll find all the links mentioned and the show notes at mikebrunson.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now.